Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. I do believe we'll read the first five verses. We had our Bible study last night, and uh, Chase kind of taught a little bit through here. And I wasn't, I called him today and I said, now I had, this is how, how scattered I've been. I called him earlier and said, now what text were you in last night? And he told me, and I said, well, I'm going to kind of be there a little bit there today. Uh, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't planned, and so but I do appreciate those that have been uh, doing so much. Romans chapter number 8, and we'll try to read maybe the first five verses. And then I, I'm going to condense this. I'd like first to get to the prayer time. Uh, I'd like to get out of the way. Uh, and let us get to that, but I want to give you what's been on my heart. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, the Bible said, there is, na- uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, <clears throat> who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak, through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, might as well. He said, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Preacher was in this text several, uh, Romans 8, 7, 8, somewhere there, and I don't remember if he was stationed there or if he was just passing by there. And I was looking over at chapter number, I was looking at chapter number 8 and was looking at the number of places it talked about the law. And then I backed up in chapter number 7, and I think I counted a few moments ago, there's 22, 23 uh, times that it references the law in chapter 7 and in the first four or five verses of chapter number 8. And I began to think about what, uh, about this text, I began to think about what's ruling my life. What, what rules my life? Now, here in the, in the scripture, he's talking, obviously in chapter 7 and chapter 8, he's talking about the law He's talking about the, law, the, the Old Testament law. He's talking about the law of sin and then the law of Christ. And so they, he's referencing and referring to the law. But the truth is the law is nothing more but something that rules our life. There are laws for the classroom. We have procedures and, and they rule our, our classroom. They're, they're, what, they're what dictates what we're doing and how we do it. And for every part of our life, there are laws, whether it's driving or, or, or and whether it is laws that, uh, that are written or just laws of nature, there are things that, they, and these things help rule our life. Start thinking about my life and what, in the regard of what rules my life. So often I'm afraid that what's ruling my life are, is, the, is incorrect things. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we can allow things like sport 
to rule our lives where it's all-consuming. And I've been there, and I'm sure at some point I'll be there again uh, if we ever have a decent team again. But uh, things that rule our life, that, that, that run our lives, sometimes it's sport. Sometimes our emotions can rule our life. Sometimes our circumstances can rule our life. And, and I begin to think about how do I control or how do I rule what's ruling me? What runs your life? What dictates what, how you're doing? We were discussing this, I believe. I can't remember if we were in Sunday school or we were in the Bible study or we were sitting around. I, I don't remember where we were when we were talking about this. But the truth is every time we come to church, I don't have this, I do not, I am not, I do not come to church every time in the spirit that I need to be. And oftentimes we, we get up and we sing and I, I, if you could see the faces, you'd probably say the same thing about the choir, but if you could see the faces we're singing at, you would wonder what was ruling their life. And so we purposely uh, endeavor, we're not trying to be fake or a fraud, we're not trying to put on a front, but I want to, I want to portray that the, the right things are ruling my life. And I'm an emotional person, I know that, and, and, but, the, but the truth is, my emotions, my circumstances, my opportunities, my fatigue, my, uh, my enjoyment, these things cannot rule our lives. Now, look with me in chapter number 7 for just a moment, and I'm, I'm just going to scan this. Now, I broke this outline down. Uh, I kind of outlined the chapter out. We're not going to go through the whole chapter it's 37 after, and I want us to, to, to spend some time. I know preachers talked about wanting to spend a little extra time in prayer, and I think that's necessary, and so I, I'm going to do all I can to move quickly, so I won't go through all of this. But, but in chapter number 7, in verse number 1, he said this. He said, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. Talking about the Old Testament law. How that the law hath dominion, over a man as long as he liveth. He's asking the question, correct? So he's talking about the law and talking about dominion, what's ruling our lives. And, and I would ask you again, what, what's in charge? What's ruling your life? What, is, what are the things? Listen, in my marriage, and, and I'm, I, I've got to get off this, but even in my marriage, it, and, and as far as I know, as far as all the evidences that I have in my life, I have a good home and a good marriage, and things are very pleasant, but, but what rules that? My emotions don't rule that. The home we live in does not rule that. Our health should not rule that. And so there's so many things there. But he's, he's talking about, and now he's going to go over and over again, referring to the law. The first, uh, first three verses, we see the rule of law. And he talked about in verse number two, about, he's, and I'm not going to go through this, talked about the woman that is married, how that she's bound to her husband as long as he liveth. But if he dies, he's loosed from that. He's loosed. Uh, it, it, from that law. So there, there is a rule of laws in our lives. And so he's, he's, and he's going to use, he's using the illustration of that rule of the husband and the wife. He's using that as an illustration as to the, old, as the law of God and how it's to rule our lives. And then verse number four through verse number six, we see the death of, law, of the law and its fruit. In verse number four, he said, Wherefore, my, uh, my brethren, uh, ye are also become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Now, he's talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, what Christ did. He, he did not, listen, the law did not go away, but the law was fulfilled. 
What rules our life? And so a lot of people want to throw the Old Testament away. They want to throw the law away. And, 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 I, don't, and I understand that we, we can overemphasize some things, but those things were not done away with. They were fulfilled. They were fulfilled in Christ. Talking about what rules the life of a Christian. <clears throat> he goes on and says uh, that uh, you should marry to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now, in verse 4 through 6, we see the death of the law and its fruit. It, it goes on in verse number 5. He said, for when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, uh, the, the motion of sins, the passion of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. The, uh, the, uh, the, these things, it, 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 uh, we see the death of the law and its fruit. The, law, the, the fruit of the law is death. It's what brings condemnation in our life. We're, we are under condemnation based on the law. It is what's condemned us. And so we go on and we look and we see. So it's the rule of the law, the death of the law. And then verse 7 through 13, we see the good of the law. There's, he said, in verse number 7, he said, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? He said, God forbid. He goes, nay. He said, had I not known, uh, not known sin, but by the law. It is the law that shows us and demonstrates to us what sin is. It is the word of God. Listen, we would not know in our natural state, we would not know what sin was except for by the law. It is the word of God that reveals sin in our life. So he goes on. He says, and, and we, I'm not going to take the time to go through all those verses, but in 7 through 13, he talks about the, the, the good of the law. In verse 14 we, through 21, we kind of see the conflict of the law. I'm not going to try to read all these either, but in verse, and there's a good reason for not trying to read these, right, preacher? Uh, I looked through them and I said, well, I think maybe, well, there's, we got a time constraint. We no need to read all these tonight. You read these out loud one day and see how it goes. He said in verse number 14, he said, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. How you like that? But what I hate, that do I. If then uh, I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. And so there's a conflict in the law. He goes on, he starts talking about how the things that, the things that he should, he did not. The things that he would not, he did. And, and, and the trap of the law in, in his life and, and what, uh, uh, how it reveals that. So we see the conflict of the law. And then verse 23, 22 through verse 25, we see kind of get an understanding of the, uh, the understanding of the law. In verse 22, he says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. He said, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the laws of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am. Paul's talking, uh, or it's being written here in the present tense. He's not talking about when he was a sinner. This is a present tense statement. This is, this is a writer of the Bible. This is a man called of God. He's saying, O wretched man that I am, and, and who shall deliver me from, this, uh, from the, the body of this death? And he goes on in verse 25. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, 
I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So when we ask the question, how do we rule what is ruling us, it, it, will, it will come down to what are we yielding ourselves to? Are we yielding ourselves to the flesh? Are we yielding ourselves to the Spirit? It's so easy to yield myself uh, to my flesh. I was talking to one of our students the other day. I mentioned this in chapel. I was talking to one of our students the other day about the importance of just being honest. It is so much easier to tell a lie than it is to tell the truth. It's easier to say to, for me to tell you what you want to hear, what you need to hear, what would make me look better. It is easier for me to do that. But we learn that we must tell the truth, right? And, he, and this is what I was telling and trying to encourage the student in, is that we must learn to practice telling that truth. A lot of times we tell lies, sometimes from different reasons, but sometimes it just becomes a practice in our life. Where we've told it so often, we've said those things so, so regularly that we just, when we open our mouths, the, a lie just falls out because it's just, it's just like breathing. And so in our spiritual life, we, we must practice yielding our members to the Spirit. It is a work. We were talking in the Bible study last night, and they were, we were discussing some things, and I, 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 I'm, I don't like it, but I'm the old guy in the room. And, and I don't care for that too much, but uh, it, it, I know it's relative, but and that's what I try to tell them. They still snickered at the gray, gray in my beard, uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but I was telling them, listen, in those places of your life where you don't know the answers, you, you're discouraged or you're downtrodden or you don't know where to turn, just give God, you're, you, you're tired of failing, you're tired of trying, just give God some space. Just keep doing that which you know is right. Just keep yielding your life to the things of God. Listen, I don't know about the next 10 years of my life. I don't know about the next stage of my life, but this much I know to be true. Every place where I've just continued to walk with God, God has always answered. God has always showed up. He's always blessed. He's always fulfilled the needs of my life. We must practice yielding our lives, ruling. And so how do we do that? Now, very quickly, and I've got about five minutes. In verse number one of chapter eight, this is why he answers this, he opens this chapter up. Or, and I realize there weren't chapters in the scripture, but this is why uh, this verse it has so much more impact. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation. The whole piece about the law that he was just talking about was, is the law, uh, 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 the law of God condemned. The law of God is what put us under condemnation. It's what makes us, listen, it's what proves us, not what makes us, but it's what proves us to be sinners. And so when he said in verse number one, therefore now, uh, there's, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
And so that's why the condemnation is such a big deal. We, and, and, and to the, the first thing I really wanted to point out to you was about this notion of how to rule what's ruling us is to recognize that we no longer live under condemnation. Listen, I still have sin. I still have the effects of sin. I still uh, I must confess my sin. But I'm no longer living under the, the condemnation of sin in my life. We're no longer living there. And then verse number two, we see that we're freed. But we're freed from the law of sin. The law of the Spirit, verse two, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin. So now I'm battling with two laws. I'm battling with the law of Christ and I'm battling with the law of sin. And I am, listen, I am freed from the rule of sin in my life. I Listen, I, I will never obtain perfection, but I, I do, listen, I do not have to yield my life to sin. I don't have to yield its members towards sin. And so here we are. We're, how do we rule what's ruling us? Is first we recognize that we're no longer living under condemnation. Secondly, we see that we're freed from the law of sin. And then thirdly, we see in verse number three, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for, for, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. The third thing that we see is recognizing and remembering that the power of, the power of Christ, his victory over sin. So the truth is, is that Christ, he defeated sin when he died, was buried and rose again the third day. And so that is a part. So listen, the truth is, what, when I ask the question, how do I rule what's ruling me? It's yielding myself to Christ. It is living in the power of Christ. It is living in the power of the word of God. That's why I must inundate my life with the word of God. We see that the power of Christ over sin, the fourth thing we see, is we see the righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us. Verse number four. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then verse number five, in verse number six, number five, verse five and six, we see, he said in verse five, he said, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. And so, the truth is, if you're not satisfied with what's ruling your life, if you're not satisfied with your, with, with your position, it, listen, it is in Christ. It is in our walk with God. It is in us yielding our, our spirit, our lives to Christ. Listen, not every part of our life, no matter what position you hold, no matter what your tasks are, no matter what your assignments are, not all of them are we going to enjoy. Not all of them are, are pleasant. Not all of them are what we might desire. Where do we find our happiness in our life in those times? We find them in yielding. And listen, and, and it's taken me some time, and I still don't have this mastered it's taken me some time to come to terms with this, that, that, that my success, my joy, my peace, my happiness, my value of life comes in exclusively in yielding my life to Christ. It is Him. 
It is how I abstain from sin. It is how I experience joy. It is how I experience peace. It's how I experience peace in my family, in my home. And yea, even within myself is when I yield my life. So how do I rule what's ruling me? It's by yielding my life, not just at salvation, but my day-to-day life, yielding it to Christ. What's ruling your life? couple things that we see verse number seven talked about how that our carnal mind is against God we must recognize this in verse number 10 he referred he said in Christ being you and the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life so my life is the spirit that lives inside of me it is how uh, that we experience these things I thought about a couple additional verses James chapter 4, verse number 8. You want to know how to rule what's ruling you. James 4, verse 8 said, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. I need more of Jesus and less of me. More of Jesus doesn't matter what the title is at the end of the business card. More of Jesus doesn't matter what the task is at the end of the day. More of Jesus doesn't matter who gets the credit, who gets the honor, who gets the accolades. More of Jesus doesn't bother with those things. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8, he said, And you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. 5.15 said, See then ye that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wives. But wives, not wives. Wives are wives, and now she's not even here, and I'm still getting credit. How about that? I hope she's listening. Did you hear that? Good. I, she, she answered me. It's okay. In Philippians 4, verse 8, she, it said, Finally, my uh, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things, I probably said pure too early, but whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I'm going to tell you something. If I, it, just a handful of things, and I'm done. Uh, Miss uh, Sherry, if you want to go ahead and come to the piano and preach, I'll turn it over to you in just a second. He's, there, here's a few practical things that I know about ruling what rules my life. One, I'm to know the players. Here are the players in my life. It is my flesh and the Spirit of God. Those, that, that's the players in my life. Not should I just know that, but I should know, I, I have to know the Scripture. The more the Scripture I put in my life, uh, the, the, more, the more freedom I have in Christ, I'm to draw nigh to God and I'm to watch how I walk. And lastly, I'm to watch, I'm convinced of this, how I think. I must bring my thoughts and my body under subjection. If I don't, it, my, my thoughts will rule me. They'll run my life. I'll be convinced of the most heinous things if I don't control my thoughts. How do I control what's ruling my life? I control it by yielding my life, my whole body, to Christ. What's ruling you? What's running your life? I'm not always pleased with what's running mine. I'll be honest with you. Sunday morning, I come down and I had to tell the Lord, hey, there's some things I need you to help me with. I need to yield some things, give some things to you. And I, I'm more convinced than ever if I don't have, I don't have those, if I, if I don't continuously do that. It's not, it's not 
That's a constant thing that we're doing. And in that, I find liberty, I find freedom, I find joy, and I think of all of those, my favorite, is I find peace. Peace to know that I, I was on the roof today, and uh, I had decided, it was a the preacher and I have been talking about this, that the, the school building, it, the roof has been dirty, and, and he, he kept saying, so well, if we find a cloudy day, we'll, we'll get it clean. And so it was kind of overcast this morning, I was running around doing several things, and uh, it hit me, I was like, hey, it's overcast, I get up there and clean that roof. I got up there and sprayed a little 30-second cleaner on it, which is basically a little bit of cleaner and a little bit of bleach. And I got my ladder, and Philip was there. and said, hold the ladder now, son. Now, that's, that's real faith when you let your son hold the ladder. And I got up on the roof, and by the time I took about the third step, I was like, you have made an error. Everything up there was just sliding off. The broom I'd laid up there was sliding off right by its pretty self. There was no peace there was no peace to be found until I put my feet firm on the concrete again. And on purpose, not by folly. And my favorite thing about yielding my, my members in my life to Christ is the peace that it brings. Knowing that when I lay down, that it's, it's God. It, listen, uh, we, we, we'll do everything we can for accreditation, but at the end of the day, it, it's, it's somewhat out of our hands. It's somewhat out of our control. But you know the truth is, is that when I've done all I can and I've yielded my life to Christ, it's, it's Him. I don't sit around and have to wring my hands. I just trust in the goodness and the grace of God. Let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. So much to pray for tonight. Preacher, if you'll come.